All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P. Positive Friday, one hour to go, baby. Elks and Oilers both playing tonight. Of course, Elks taking on the Argos, and the Oilers are hosting the Seattle Kraken. McDavid, Dreisaitl, Nurse, Bouchard, Campbell, Hyman, Kane, Brown. Lots of the uh, the main guys. Probably better to say who's not playing. McLeod's not playing. Ekholm's not playing. Both skated today, and... Uh, both are hopeful to be ready for Wednesday. Dylan Holloway's not playing. Uh, he's fine. He's just getting a night off because they want Ernie, Lavoie, and Peterson all to get in as they are battling for that final roster spot for the Edmonton Orders. And uh, Brett Kulak also not playing tonight for the uh, Edmonton Orders. He didn't skate. So uh, Kulak's health right now, we'll see. If we were going to NFL, would he be questionable? I'm not sure. But... Didn't skate, hasn't skated since, I don't think he's skated since Monday. So, you don't know. He, uh, he might be uh, not ready for game one. So, we'll see how that goes. Now, keep in mind, for the Edmonton Orders, they'll have a 21-man roster unless they can put someone on LTIR who has a significant salary cap. And a guy like Brett Kulak would fall into that category. I'm not saying he's LTIR. I, I, I definitely don't think they want him to be. Um, he doesn't want to be, so... I'm just saying that's the only way they could have more than 21 players. The only way. So there you have it. Gregor's show, as always, is presented by our title sponsor, PlayAlberta.ca, where to get in the game. You want uh, the boost bets? They're lots of fun on NFL. They'll be doing lots on the NHL this year, so you can have lots of fun with those. And if you just want to play and get lucky, potentially $50 million tonight. Lotto Max. PlayAlberta.ca. Let's get to the spec report now brought to you by gs construction they just want to say in a positive friday apologies for creating traffic headaches they're working on some pretty high profile areas like the yellowhead stony plain road 
And it's getting better all the time. So just be patient. Don't get frustrated. People on construction want to get home just as quickly as you do. It's GS Construction as uh, Mark Spector joins us. And uh, Speck, we should have a celebration tomorrow. Maybe we should pop the champagne. It's the final preseason game. Thank goodness. Uh, eight is, uh, is far too many. Um, if you look at, uh, at tonight for the Edmonton Orders, I guess let's start with, you know, Kulak. He's not even skating. Ekholm's uh, not playing. McLeod's not playing. Are you remotely concerned about the health of the orders when the season begins next Wednesday? Uh, I'm not overly. I'm seeing a little bit of this around the league, and I, I wonder uh, I wonder if it's got something to do with how hard guys are going here. You know, like how much skating is being done. Obviously, they train hard all summer, and then they, you know, Captain Skates here started, what, like September 6th? Like that's a month ago, man, you know, and then training camp and we haven't even played a game till Wednesday. So maybe this is, a, you know what? We may look back on this Jay and say, what are we all going so hard so early for And I don't even start me on eight preseason games. What a joke that is. <laughs> yeah, it is terrible. It's a uh, complete, I'm, I'm with you, man. I think it's uh, I think it's ridiculous. Um, the uh, do you think the decisions being made, or do you think the play of Peterson or Lavoie? I, I, I'm sorry, I just don't have Adam Ernie on the same level as those two. Uh, do you think nope. something could change tonight, or do you think the decisions made on who's staying? No, it's it's to me, it's got to be made already. I'm not, you know, you know, is Ken Hall going to watch the game tonight? Of course, he's going to watch it closely and see what happens. But um, I don't see how. I don't see how that decision is still hanging in the balance uh, because you could, if you go one way, if you try to send Lavoie down and you lose them, the game's over. You've lost them. And I'm not saying for sure they lose them, but the possibility exists. If you go the other way, you can send Peterson down. You're not losing him. If Lavoie two weeks in, if you don't like what's going on, if he's not cutting the mustard, then you can make the move then. Okay. But if you, you know, uh, to me, that's, Lavois are in the spot. You've invested in Lavois since what was he drafted in 19 in the second round? Mm-hmm. You got four years on this kid. You put a second rounder on him uh, and he's delivered. So I don't see how you don't keep him on the team. At least give him a shot to play some games in October, Jay. Yeah, I think it might even be an 18 draft now that I. Uh... Now that I say that, but uh, okay. either either way, I, I see. Uh, I, I know what you're saying. There is like there's there's a lot of invested equity in Raphael Lavoie to this point, right? So you, you want to kind of see potentially what he can do. Yeah, for sure. That's why you draft and develop guys. That's why a guy like Lavoie, he should have more um, not more opportunity, but given it, he should win the tie with Peterson. Peterson's just a guy you signed off the free agent market. You yeah. didn't invest anything in him. You got him signed for two years. He, you're, a, you're not losing all waivers. B, he's going to play for you if you want him. So to me, Lavoie has been every bit as good. The whole key to this thing is Yanmark playing center. I had a long conversation with Yanmark this morning. He says, I played tons of center growing up. He, I says, he says, I'm very confident in winning my draws uh, on my strong side. He says, I got to do a little work on my weak side. But he's going to play in a line with Derek Ryan. And he's going to take all those draws yeah. on Yanmark's weak side. So, to me, there's your line: Lavoie on one side, Ryan on the other, Yanmark in the middle. Let's let's play hockey here. Let's go. 
We were trying to figure out earlier, Spec, what reasonable expectations are for Connor Brown. What would you look for him in the next coming up season? What would you think is reasonable from him? Well, I mean, he's playing with Connor McDavid. So, you know, normally reasonable expectations for that player with his history of production is a 22 goal season, something like that, right? Mm-hmm. You know, that's the kind of thing I'd expect from him. But he's playing with McDavid. McDavid's going to put it on his tape for most 82 games who knows man guy could score 35 goals playing with Connor mcdavid like why not you know the three guys in this conversation would get to five (laughs) so you know why not 35 i I don't know i'm always hesitant just based on the last few seasons, we've seen that just because you play with McDavid five on five doesn't guarantee you success. Now, I think Connor Brown is a better player than Yamamoto and a better finisher than Yasapoliarvi. So, I think oh, I think sure. he will be able to uh, to do more. And I, and I really, you know what, Evander Kane missed half of last season's spec, and then in some of the games he played, he was coming off injury twice, you know, especially that gruesome wrist injury, and then he broke a rib. So, like, Evander Kane, to me, is kind of the wild card in the order's top six. If if he stays healthy all season, like, he could have a monster year. Oh, no question. I mean, I, I love the makeup of of their top two lines because they've got a guy on each line who's a digger yep. and who works net front in Hyman and Brown. I think that's an important person on every line. They got a guy who could, if they do dump it in and they have to retrieve it, they got two guys that are good at that. And then they got two guys that can shoot it a little bit. You know, I wouldn't call Nuge a pure shooter, but his wrist shot's getting better and better. He scored a lot of wrist shot goals last year and Kane could score from distance. So, and the two guys in the middle, you tell me, are, are McDavid and Drysaddle? Are they? They're both past first fifty goal scorers. So figure that out. Mark Spector joins from the Spec Report, brought to you by GS Construction. The uh, Seattle Kraken. This is uh, what's nice about tonight's game, Spec, is the, is the Kraken are coming in with uh, almost their entire NHL lineup, right? Beneers is centering McCann and Eberle. They got Wenberg, Barakovsky, Schwartz, uh, Rioni Gord with Bjorkstrand and Tolvin, and there's their top nine. They're all dressed. And then they've got uh, Tanev, who's going to be on their team, Carty uh, on the left side, and then uh, I think it's Belmar. It might be right, but I think it's Belmar. Um, uh, speaking to some of the Seattle reporters, that's who they think is in. And then uh, Larson, okay. Dumoulin, Schultz, Alexiak, Borgen. The only defenseman who's not playing uh, because he's in the same boat as Ekholm is Vince Dunn. He's being banged up, and he did skate today, but he's not ready. Like this, this is a. I know it's preseason, so I don't know what the intensity will be, but this is without question the closest NHL roster the Oilers have faced all preseason. And I'm going to watch now tonight, Peterson, Lavoie, and Ernie, now that they're going every shift against NHL guys. Yeah, that's, so there's, there's a few jumps, right, during every NHL season. You know, there's a jump after the first four preseason games because all the big boys start getting mixed in. Then there's a jump maybe for this game or certainly for game one of the NHL season. There's another jump in competition level. And then there's another jump in mid-November, right? In the middle of November, once everybody's been playing, everyone's up to their peak, they're as good as they're going to be, they're all up to speed, there's another jump coming in mid-November. I'm telling you, I've watched it for 30 years. So, so yeah, that's why we see young players. You know, That's why we have guys like Ty Ratty in our vernacular, right? You know, Ty Ratty was really good in the preseason. He was the answer one year, Spence. 
What's that? He was the answer that one year. The answer to all of our questions he was, was Ty answer. Ratty. Yeah, until we got to November. That's then true. Was the question? That was a question. What do we see in Ty <laughs> Ratty? Was the question? Yeah. Well, you know. So my point is this: Lavoie has performed exceptionally well through this first part. You're right, Jay. I want to watch him tonight, and then I want to watch him in the first ten or twelve games, and that's why if Peterson's on the farm and ready to go. And Lavoie, you know, Lavoie plays the first 12 games and all of a sudden you go, hmm, he kind of looks slow or, geez, he's not getting any chances. Well, then you make the swap then. Yeah. No, and that's totally valid. I, and I think that's where they're going. Now, on the blue line tonight, it's going to be Gleason with CeCe and you have um, DeHarnay with Broberg. So it, it does seem, if everything's healthy, that it's going to be Ekholm with either Broberg or DeHarnay and they want to keep CeCe and Kulak together. Um, you know, yeah. what... what you know, I don't. I don't mind that situation. I just wonder, like Cody CC, which Cody CC are we going to get? The one two years ago, Cody CC was excellent. Like he had a really good year, and then last year, not so much. So I don't know if he can be the player he was two years ago. But if he can kind of find a middle ground, then they'll be pretty happy. I think Cody CC playing less minutes in the third pairing role has got a way better chance of being the good Cody CC than playing up with Nurse and trying to match his 25 minutes against the best players in the NHL, right? I think this is a soft landing for Cody Cece. He's got a good partner in Kulak. Listen, if Kulak and Cece are my first pair, I'm going, we're not good enough. If they're my third pair, I'm thinking, yeah, I don't mind that, right? These guys are my third pair. That's not a bad third pair. Look around the league at everybody's third pairings. These are two veteran guys who can both play some. They're not bad players. So I like that pairing. The, there's only one place on the Oilers' defense where you really say, I wonder what's going to happen. And that's whoever, you know, if Ekholm's going to play with Broberg. And, and I really, really sense that's the game plan. I know they're not pushing DeArnay out, but to me the game plan is let's, let's use the Ekholm experience and see what we can do with Broberg if you can follow Bouchard's path. Uh, that's the only question mark on this defense is how's Broberg going to do? Is he going to make it? Is he going to be Bouchard from last year? Or are we going to be in December and going, man, this kid's not cutting it? That's the only question for me. What about you? Yeah, you know, I'm still like Broberg is in the grand scheme of development. He's still so young. And we defensemen, if you look at the history of the league, look at how many really good D-men got traded after three, four, five, six years in the league. They go to somewhere else, and all of a sudden you're like, oh, my goodness, look how good this guy is. And the team gave up on him too quickly. And so, you know what, uh, Broberg, he might not be ready for top four minutes this year. Actually, I'd probably guess he isn't. But, you know, I, the, it was interesting to listen to Ekholm today when he talked about the one thing he's really trying to instill in Broberg is when you get the puck – Go with it, right? Like, that's what we want in today's yeah. NHL. Because Broberg, you know, he might be their second best skating defenseman after Nurse. Like, Kulak can really move, too. So, you know, pick your poison on which one you think is better. But I think the fact that Ekholm is trying to tell him, like, dude, you got you can't be worried about if you go up ice and then you lose it because you're fast enough to get back, right? And so, you know, that's just part of the development and feeling comfortable. And I think sometimes it's harder for a young D-man to break in on a good team. When you're on a crap team, like no offense to Ekholm and, uh, sorry, not Ekholm, but Clefbaum and Nurse, the order's defense was so bad that those those guys could make mistakes and it didn't matter because the team was bad and they had no one better to do it. Broberg, yeah. if, he, if he makes too many mistakes, he doesn't get to play. So I think sometimes it's harder to break in. 
Well, I think this Ekholm thing is exactly what we need here. Not only is he a veteran, solid, smart, well-spoken defenseman, like he's one of the, you know, you talk to him all the time, Jay. He's just a smart, articulate guy. Uh, he's also a Swedish guy, which never hurts in that relationship. He's going to, to me, you've got a coach playing next to Broberg if those two play together. And he's talking to him on the bench right after the shift, not in the film room the next day, but right after the shift, he's saying the things he told us this morning, Hey, you had a chance to skate with it there. They're going to hop the boards. It's going to be fresh in the kid's mind. So I love the experiment. Again, I, I think Darren A brings to this team some stuff they need. You know, he's abrasive. He's big. He's tough. Uh, I don't mind a guy. If he's like coming in as your seventh, that's just great for me. But to me, Broberg, as an de- overall defenseman, has way higher ceiling than DeHarnay, and it's time to start figuring out, pushing him towards that ceiling. I, I really think the Broberg thing and with Ekholm is is exactly what the doctor ordered. If it, if he can't make it next to Ekholm, then they're going to have to figure something else out, but that's his best opportunity, I think. Speck, uh, quickly, uh, what are you expecting of the Elks tonight? Well, they're down uh, seven nothing as I watch a convert go. Uh, oh, I think he missed. Yeah, it went through. So they're down seven nothing early. Toronto's a really, really good team. You know, let's put this in perspective, guys. Edmonton made their bones and they won those four games against teams that were in their ballpark, right? Who'd they beat, Jay? They beat Saskatchewan. They beat Calgary. They beat Hamilton. They beat Ottawa. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Those are the teams that are no better, really, than Edmonton. They haven't been beating Winnipeg. They're not beating Toronto. They're pro- they haven't been beating BC. So they're a second-tier team. God bless them. They're not a one-nine anymore, but they're not walking into Toronto to win this ballgame tonight. No chance. Spec, have a good week. Have a <laughs> Is good that weekend. Too negative for you? No, no, I think it's realistic. <laughs> have a good weekend and uh have a happy Thanksgiving. We will chat with you next week. Yeah, you too. Happy Thanksgiving, all the listeners out there. Thanks for supporting us for this first uh month and a bit here. And uh Let's have a nice long weekend and start the season next week, boys. There you go. That's uh, Mark Spector from uh, Rogers Sportsnet. Oh, who doesn't like Thanksgiving? I like Duane's idea of make a lot of leftovers. Unbelievable. Leftover turkey sandwich. Oh, so good. A little salt and pepper, some mayonnaise. Unbelievable. Thanksgiving could be a month if you wanted to. <laughs> it's true, actually. Yeah. I do love uh, leftover turkey sandwiches. Like there, Some leftover sandwiches aren't good. Leftover turkey sandwiches? It's better. Really good. Yes. They, you're, I think that actually might be... It's like chili. Chili almost tastes better the second day. It's like wine. It needs to age. Yeah, it's true. It's got to just sit in the pot. Oh. I like it. Uh, we gave away the uh, Oil Kings tickets. Uh, I think... Um, did we not, Brando? Yes, we did. Yes, we did. Josh Josh is, is our going. winner. Awesome. So, well, hey. Hopefully it's a great time. Yeah, there you go, Josh. Uh, and uh, you know what? I like this. Uh, Tyler the Clone just uh, uh, text in that uh, he can't use his order game tickets tonight. So you know what? We're going to give those away right now. <sighs> text in with your name and your email if you 100% can go to tonight's game. We need your email. Spell it correctly because we're going to trust that it's right. And then we're going to email you the tickets. All right. Just text in the uh, with your full name and your email right now. Brandon will pick someone, and you'll go. We'll come back. Low Tide will join us. We've got Wanye's World and more on a busy Friday edition of the Jason Greger Show, presented by PlayAlberta.ca Live and Sports 1440 and Orders Nation YouTube. We roll along. We as in Greger, Wanye Gretzk, and you. And uh, Tyler the Clone will be, uh, will be sending you the uh, tickets. We'll pick a, a winner here in the next break, and boom, you'll be going to the game. Very nice. Now, 
Let's get to the uh, oil report brought to you by Volvo of Edmonton. First responders, medical workers, teachers, military, and veterans, you all qualify for $1,000 off your vehicle right now at volvoedmonton.com. Stop in, let them know. You'll get a great deal. As uh, we welcome in the host of The Lowdown from noon until 2 p.m. weekdays here on Sports 1440, Alan Mitchell, a.k.a. Low Tide, joins us. Uh, LT, good afternoon. And uh, here we are. It's uh, it's the final preseason game, thankfully, but uh, very close to uh, full NHL rosters on both sides. A few injuries. Uh, the orders have no Kulak, no Ekholm, no McLeod. A Holloway's getting a night off because he's played a lot. Uh, no Dunn for Seattle. But other than that, it's it's pretty full. Um, Peterson, Lavoie, and Ernie. What would you need to see tonight that means Peterson would be the guy on the team? You know, I, I think Peterson's got his cannons pointed in the wrong direction. I like him, but even if he scores a goal and gets an assist, I think the role that they have for a center on this roster is more of a penalty killer, two-way type, more of a Sutter type. So I, I, I just don't know if there's space there. I think Lavoie is more likely to make the team with Janmark and Ryan taking face-offs on the fourth line. And Gleason has been, you know, one thing I'll say about uh, Brad Holland and the pro scouts and, and all, I guess, other the, the hockey uh, side of the operation is they went out and got some guys who we didn't know. I mean I know Lane Peterson a little bit but Ben Gleason is a distant bell I I I don't. I didn't have much information on him, and he has really played well. Like not just well. Oh, you know, nice showing by the minor leaguer. He's he's been he's been good. So I think that Peterson unlikely to make the team. Lavoie is likely to make the team no matter what. And Gleason, I don't think he will make the team, but he's. I think he's earned it. Yeah, you could be right for sure. Like, Lavoie hasn't played poorly at all, and neither is Peterson. Um, you know, Gleason, you're right. I, I, Gleason has opened some eyes in camp. I'm, I'm not sure. Like, when I look at his size, like, to me, he's a guy that you want as a puck mover who can help your power play, but the others don't really need that, right? And yeah. so that's, you know, but he's a guy that, guess what? If you get injuries, you feel like, hey, can he slot in for five, six, eight games? No problem. What I found interesting, Al, is how much, like, he's leapfrogged over uh, Niemalainen, and it hasn't even been close. Like, Niemalainen's not even playing the final three preseason games. Yeah, it's true. And, and Gleason, like, he'll have to – you can see that he he, he has uh, some some defensive lapses or at least recognition problems, and the owners like big defensemen. I mean, Ken Holland has, has added a foot and about 20 pounds to every defenseman since he got here, well, except for Nurse, but you know what I mean. And and so, you know, Gleason's probably Chris Russell size without the, the defensive acumen, but uh, Nemo Linen, you know, I thought he played well early and then he got a little banged up and that's all it takes in preseason it really is and then you're down in the minors and then maybe you get a call up but it's tough and and you know it, it was a little bit unlucky for him because I thought at some point he was playing well enough that he could be pushing although I think he always came in as the number eight guy but to your point and it's a good one I don't think he's the number eight guy now no I just want to put this on your radar, low tide. Gregor claims that even though the season hasn't started yet, he is done talking about Darnell's nurse's contract. He is finished debating with people if he's a good value play or not. So if you want to bug Gregor in the next few weeks, you got to just put a trap out there to get him to mention Darnell Nurse's contract. Well, I, I agree with him. 
I, I'm tired of it too. I'm I, I'm just so tired of the the idea. Look, Darnell Nurse was underpaid for his entire career, and because they kicked the problem down the road so many times, he didn't have any RFA seasons to add into his UFA contract. So those are all UFA seasons. The Oilers did that to themselves. Two different GMs did. Darnell Nurse played it exactly as you would if you were extremely confident in yourself. And they, you know, the the best judge of defensemen is how much does the coach play the player? They play the hell out of Darnell Nurse, and they have for years. He's a very good defenseman, and I know he's overpaid, but only because they they didn't have the RFA deals. If they had four RFA deals and four UFA deals, Nurse would be in the middle of a really good contract, and nobody would be bitching. But because they did it a different way, he's a target. I don't get it. I think he's a very fine defenseman, and the Oilers are lucky to have him. Al, where do you sit on Calgary and Vancouver? Well, I, I, I know that people are talking about Vancouver being a playoff team. And see it. I think they have made improvements, and I think Demko will be better. But there's a lot on that roster that is uh, overpaid, old, slower, and and I like I know why they're doing. It. They've got a couple of young, really good players, Hughes and Pedersen. They're really in the, like they're heading into a, what should be a really competitive era for them. But I, I I just think that roster looks a little bit like half baked and and is is marbled with a little bit too much at the at the expensive end and not delivering enough and I I think they're a I think they're a I mean, they might finish ninth in the conference. I think Calgary is closer. I think Calgary could could make the playoffs, but they also have some problems, and they really need Huberto to pop. They really do. And now Giapani is, is a very fine player, but he needs to step up. And Nassim Kadri, you know, I, I again, he's a little older. The, the, the Flames are expensive and old all of a sudden, and it all happened around the Kachuk deal. And I think they'll make the playoffs, but I don't think they're in the same ballpark is the, the key to the, 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 the top end of the Pacific is Edmonton and Vegas and then I do think there's a there's a bit of a slide like LA but I don't know whether they're going to be better than they were uh, and and Seattle I like too but I again I guess I put them in with Calgary and a little bit ahead of Vancouver yeah see I, I actually have Vancouver making it this year because now obviously the Cavits if Demko's healthy but when Demko is in man that guy is so good he covers up a lot of mistakes for your team um, you know Quinn Hughes is pretty dynamic Elias Pedersen I just Seattle I love what they did last year they had the unbelievable like their fourth line like look how many goals their fourth line scored yeah. right but uh, none yeah. of them are here they're all Donato's gone Geeky's gone uh, um, Sprong they're all gone and uh, yeah. I just I don't think they can expect close to I think they had five on five almost 40 goals between the three of them five on five out for a fourth line it's almost unheard of so um, it really is that's where I think that Seattle might struggle a little bit this year is that you know everybody was healthy and everybody played great but yeah and I think Vancouver's got a little bit more top end talent and I, I think that they seemingly have less distractions to start the year out and I think that'll be a better good thing for them well 
I think they've got a coach that, that they're responding to, and that is a big advantage for Vancouver. The other thing about Seattle is that, that like, they had more skill on that fourth line, and they lost some skill this year. I mean, I know that Yamamoto is there, but Yamamoto is somewhat similar to, to Eberle. Not the same player. Eberle is a is a more substantial player. I get that. But but I think that the, the, the way it's set up right now for, for Seattle is they – because they had so much success, they couldn't bring everybody back. And we'll see. I think they're going to be a good team. But playoffs, I, I think it'll be between them and Calgary. And, and, you know, you throw Vancouver in there, and you could be right. I mean, they, they're, they're top-heavy in terms of skill. I just think that a lot of those the older players that they still have are, are enough questionable that I don't know if Demko can save them. Al, have yourself a wonderful weekend. Uh, Elks, uh, how close do you think they can keep it tonight? Well, I think, you know, it's going to be tough, but I like... The one thing I'll say about the Elks now is there's a reason to watch them. And, and you know, I just got frustrated with it. It seemed like they'd play well, and then when the other team would just press a little bit, they'd fall apart. I feel like the Elks are worth watching all through a game now, and a lot of it is the quarterback, but they're, they're, they're getting a little bit of swagger, and it's, it, it was unsettling to see a Jones team without that swagger. They're getting it back. I'd like to see them run through this last period of game here and win, you know, a couple, and then at the end of the day, be able to look at the second half of the season and go, you know, it was a hell of a job. Just build on that. Enjoy it, out. We will talk to you on Tuesday. All right, be good, boys. That is uh, Alan Mitchell, aka Low Tide, who joins us every Friday on the show. You can listen to him every day right here, Sports fourteen forty from noon until two. Uh, we'll come back. We have uh, Wanye's world. Jason Greger, Wanya Gretz, Brandon Douglas with you on a busy Friday afternoon. It's the Greger Show presented by PlayAlberta.ca. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable, too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. And uh, congratulations, Tasso. He was the winner from Tyler the Clone going to the uh, oil game tonight. Uh, also, uh, Matt... Uh, want an extra pair of uh, Oil Kings tickets that we got uh, donated to us by uh, one of you uh, lovely listeners. So I like it. The people don't want to waste their tickets. That's fantastic. So uh, Matt's going to go uh, with his daughter 
to the uh, Oil Kings game. And uh, Tasso's taking his son to the uh, owner's game tonight, where there's lots of uh, NHL players, so the kids will be pretty fired up either way. Uh, Thanksgiving uh, game on uh, Monday for the Oil Kings. Oil Kings are exciting young team, so uh, should be lots of fun. Uh, let's get to Wanye's uh, world now, brought to you by... Action Electrical, family-run business for over 50 years. They keep uh, evolving, expanding. Uh, they've got, uh, they want to remind you that there's lots of the uh, federal grants that you can get, up to $5,600 if you're looking to go solar in your house. They'll help you set it up and get the savings. ActionElectrical.net. Wanye's World. It's game 33 of the po- uh, pregame season. Mm-hmm. Right? And yeah, that's yeah. fine. Yeah, you're a little bit mad, Gregor. I love pregame, I'm ex- or preseason rather. I'm excited. What I want to talk about today is how are we going to keep our heads screwed on straight as Oilers fans? Because it's the new season, hopes are running high, but for some Oilers fans, those early season hopes become toxic, and they don't know how to manage themselves. We know how to cheer as underdogs here in Edmonton. We know how to complain. We know how to say we got screwed out of the play-ins back in uh, 2020. But this is now going to be the fourth year in a row, conceivably, the Oilers are going to make the playoffs. By nobody's metrics are they an underdog. And how are we as Oilers fans going to manage an 82-game season without freaking out if the Oilers happen to go one win out of five in January or go on a cold streak here in November? Two years ago, the Oilers got swept in the conference finals, and there are Oilers fans out there that will tell you that is a waste of a season. And yet they're in the top four teams in the league. Last year, they lost to the eventual Stanley Cup champion Golden Knights in the second round. And there are Oilers fans that will tell you that that was a waste too. How do we keep our heads screwed on straight, Gregor? And how do we keep our expectations high yet not miserable for many Oilers fans throughout the year? Well, you know what? Uh, here's the thing I've learned. Some people are just Eeyores. Yeah. They like to complain. They're always going to complain. And I, I, I think it's nothing is a wasted year, right? There, You can choose to not learn from your adventures or what you've done in your life. And just say, ah, it didn't work out. Well, now it's brutal, right? Like, Wayne Gretzky was the greatest player of all time. He won four Stanley Cups. Did, were all the other years of his career wasted? Of course not, right? And and winning four is like the perfect storm, right? Like, there's Alex Ovechkin's going to be the greatest goal scorer of all time. He's, he's won one Stanley Cup. Were all the other years wasted? No, it's hard to win. And it's actually harder now because there's 32 teams. Things are spread out more. Uh, if McDavid wins one cup, great. If he wins two, unbelievable, right? But you, you probably shouldn't expect more than that because it's really hard to do. And But it has been proven that not all teams, but most of them have some tough learning along the way. The Edmonton Orders blew a 5 nothing lead once in the third period of a playoff game and ended up losing the series to the LA Kings, who they had had like 46 more points than the Kings in the regular season. They didn't win the cup the next year. They won it two years later, right? Like, there's lots of reasons why. I can't, and here's the thing, there's no guarantee the orders, because, now, I if, if you're frustrated from last year, I felt the orders kind of beat themselves. I firmly believe that. They You look at their second periods, the minute and a half in game five was awful. All right, then you look at game six, go look at the first shift of the game. They gave up a goal in 25 seconds. And, 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 Incorrectly, people claimed it was the defensive system. Go look at all the goals against in games five and six. Had nothing to do with the defensive system. Matthias Ekholm putting the puck into the low slot twenty seconds in wasn't it? Like I don't think he could put that do that play again if he tried. Right? Kind of fan on it. Whatever goes right in the slot. Boom. Riley Smith one timer. 
What are you going to do? I was trying to forget that, Gregor. I've been spending the whole yeah. summer trying to wipe that out of my memory. Now it's right at the top. I don't. I would disagree that anything's a waste because um, it. The orders they were close. Look at their focus this year. There's something they learned from last year. They've chosen to take the negative and hopefully turn it into a positive. But again, there's no guarantee because you know what? That sucks or that's good about pro sports is there's one thing that is completely out of your control and it doesn't matter how good of a team you build as a GM. Injuries are... You you can't predict when they're going to happen. And... Like, look at Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay won 60 games one year. And then Ekholm, it's not Ekholm, Hedman, their best defenseman, gets hurt late in the year, misses the final few games, is playing on one leg in the playoffs. Nope, they're out. Look at the New York Jets in the Aaron Rodgers era. <laughs> yeah. Seven minutes or whatever it lasted. <laughs> yeah, so it's, I don't, I, there is a, I got to find the proper quote. I should try, I got to find it for you because I don't want to butcher it. But I thought it was a really interesting quote. That, um, where is it? I think I'll, I'll try to find it here. And it, it just talked about something. Uh, what could I say that would make you consider changing your mind? And if people say nothing, then you're like, okay, well, it's no point discussing it anymore. Right. Cause if you can present actual data to them that says, Hey, you know what? It's not a waste. Like it was like all the people, oh, Connor McDavid's never re-signing Edmonton. He hates it in Edmonton. Right. No, he doesn't. He hates everything. That's his face. <laughs> but now I look at, at and, I, and I've said this, so the, even if the Oilers don't win the Cup in the next three seasons, because <gasps> there's no guarantee they will, they could go to the conference final, they could go to the Cup final and lose. You never know. I've seen it. But in the next year, like this year, let's say they go to the conference final again, and they lose in game seven in overtime oh. on an own goal. Greg, no. Right? Does that does that mean Leon Dreisaitl is like, ah, I'm not re-signing Just here. give me a minute to process what just happened. Yeah. Own goal. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like Game seven. Steve Smith. It's happened. Just saying. You know, does that mean he's going to change? Like, what would have to happen? Because Leon Dreisaitl is never going to get to play with a better player. There's no better. He can go sign something, but he's not going to get to play with Connor McDavid. But there's going to be Oilers fans that get to the end of their careers after having, like, naysayed them all the way along, and they're going to win Cubs. They're going to stay here till the end. They're going to retire together at center ice like the Sedins did. And those negative people are just going to go, oh, well, we're screwed next year then because they're done, right? Like there's never a good outcome for some factions of our fan base, unfortunately. Yeah. So I look at um, the orders. They're going to have, they should have a very good year. I would be stunned if the orders aren't first or second in the division. And actually I picked them to win their division. I think they'll be good. But once the playoff starts, man, we have to talk about who's healthy because that's the number one thing. If the orders are healthy, I will say they got a really good chance. But Oof. what if, like, what if two key players are injured? Oh, then it's harder. And that own goal in Game Seven you talked exactly. about earlier. Exactly. So, oh, son of a gun. You never know. You never. know. Well, we'll go through it together, won't we, Gregor? Yeah. Here on fourteen forty. Yeah. So. Hey, guys, Kleiner says just endure 82 games, the best two players in the world. It's magical. Now, if they win the cup, unreal from uh, Rod Burner. And you're true, right? Like, there's two different things. You can't win the cup in November. It's impossible. Impossible. Now, you can technically lose it because if you have, if you lose all your games in November, you're probably not going to the playoffs. Oilers right? win the cup. I'm just going to tell you right now, the next show I'm on of this wonderful program will be unintelligible. I will have the servers from Bubba Gum Shrimp bringing me beer buckets every 15 minutes and big shrimp uh, on cocktails. On the Friday after they win the cup? Is that uh, what you're it'll saying? It'll be a month-long celebration for me whenever it goes down. Yeah, okay. 
Guys, Wanya's right. 95% of us are expecting a cup, and I'll be bedlam if we get a losing streak of three-plus games <laughs> from Mike D. What was the first thing he said there? That he says, nine, he says 95% of us are part, expecting a cup. Wanya's right. Oh, that's the part yeah, I like yeah. best. Yeah, yeah. That's my man. And you know what, though? It's okay to get a little upset if they lose a few games, as long as it's somewhat... Rational. Although I say that as a radio talk show host who sometimes irrational can be great because people get fired up. You want to have emotional swings. Like the orders, there is gonna they're gonna have a stretch. Well, I guess unless they're the Boston Bruins, that they're gonna be up and down. Like the orders when they won the cup their first year, they lost eleven nothing in Hartford. Their first Stanley Cup winning year, they lost 11-0 in Hartford. Like, it would have been unbelievable to be in a radio host and just open up the phone lines after that game. Because I couldn't imagine what fans would say when their team lost. And it's not like they didn't lose to, a t- they lost to the Hartford Whalers, who have the greatest goal song of all time, but not much else. My coworker, Tyler Uremchuk, last year was spouting all these statistics about if you're not in the playoffs by American Thanksgiving, there's like a 99% chance you're not going to make it and the mighty oil weren't in. And he'd written them off. And then they came roaring back and he looked a fool yet again. And that was one of the highlights of the year for me was him being wrong. Hmm. Well, there you go. A few more uh, te- man, our text lines packed. I can't even get to all of them. Hey, guys, what if the other team's three goalies stone us? Well, hey, that will happen, Harry. If, if anybody would have told you at the start of the year, Aiden Hill would have a 931 save percentage in the playoffs and lead Vegas to the Stanley Cup, most people said, I will take that bet. What am I, what am I getting? I don't, give me even money. I'll take that bet. Right? Like, you don't, that's what's great about sports. It's unpredictable. Honestly, who would have thought Aiden Hill would have done that? Who would have thought the Blues would have won in 2019 when they did? Right? Like, you don't know. That's what's great about it. Anybody saying the Orders have to win is, is probably not, you would like them to win. They have a really good chance to win. Agree. Have to win. I can't, I can't agree with that. Like, it's, there's no guarantee in pro sports, man. There is, carcasses of really good franchises for decades that never won. Top three most expensive baseball teams this season. None of them made the playoffs. <laughs> yeah. What more do you want from these people? You can't predict it. Uh, I wish you could, though. Hey, guys, I think the orders win the cup if Brassois doesn't get injured. Ooh. Well, it, you might be onto something because it's true, right? Like, if Brassois doesn't get injured, and and let's say they, they win that game, they probably now it's 2-2. You know what? You're not going to Aiden Hill right away anyway because you're still like, hey, we're in the series. And then if you went to him, all of a sudden, now there's pressure on him because his team's down 3-2. It's a little bit different, right? Like there's, yeah, the what-if scenario, you never know. You never. But here's the other thing. The Orders might have beat Vegas, and then maybe something would have happened in one of their, in their next games, in the, in the following round. So who knows? But, yeah, that injury to Lauren Bressois changed the whole series. And sometimes an injury can change a series negatively. But it changed the series positively for Vegas. I remember one other series where a goalie injury was negative. Yeah. I remember it like it was yesterday. If that is the rematch this year in the cup finals, Canes and Oilers, as the bookend to 06, Gregor, the hole ripped in all of our hearts in 2006, seals again in 2023 when the Oilers face the Canes again with our new superstars, Connor and Leon. Are you kidding me? 06 yep. me is pumped to hear that this is how it turns out. It would be good. The uh, Quickly, because uh, you won't be here before the regular season begins, what is your – I got three questions for you. Where will the Oilers finish in the Western Conference? 
first. How many points does Connor McDavid have this season? More than last season. Ooh. Yes. Okay. And how many points does Ryan Nugent Hopkins have? I'm going to say that Nuge, like he played out of his mind last year. To have an expectation of a 100-point season from the Nuge every year, I think it's not fair. He's setting the man up for failure. I would put him at between 90 and 100 points. He'll still have a great year. He just won't have 90? Okay. Well, he's, he's still the same guy as last year. I just don't think he's going to play out of his mind the entire 82 season, game season. Okay. See, I was going to I think if Nugent Hopkins gets you 80 points, you'd be doing sure. cartwheels. Yeah. So uh, we'll see. I can't Martin, wait. Have yourself a good weekend. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving to everybody. Please don't drink and drive. Get home safe. Let's get to uh, Brandon Douglas and a sports 1440 update brought to you by Legacy Heating and Cooling, where the rates never change. If all of a sudden your furnace conks out, call them. There's no overtime charges. They'll come and fix it at any time. LegacyHeating.ca. Good night. Be safe. Enjoy the games. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.